Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, I'm Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. I've got a bunch of emails that you sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to that I'm really excited about. And girls, 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 I have something to tell you. So wait a minute. So last night I went out with my friend, right? And I, we were meeting up at this bar. I walk into the bar and who do I see? And this is a very obscure pop culture reference. And yes, this is so important to me that you, I can never even put it into words. But if you, if you care, you're going to care so much, as much as I care. So I walk into the bar and who do I see? I, I clocked him right out of the left-hand corner of my eye. Billy McFarland from the Fire Festival documentaries. And immediately I'm alarmed for two reasons. Number one, why is this man out of jail? Number two, does he know, does he recognize me because I've been cyberbullying him for several months? And I'm sorry, but I, I, it's not on a fake account. I literally will cyberbully him regularly. Um, he's gone viral on TikTok a few times and like videos of him have gone viral. And I literally comment, boo, he's ugly and he sucks. Okay. So, you know, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, here I am facing this, this person that I can't stand him. And you guys know, I think he's so goofy, but then when you see him in person, you're like, ew, this guy sucks, you know, but anywho, so we were at the bar and who, who is there, but two girlies that, um, listen to the podcast. Hi girls. And I had said to them, like, just come sit with me and my friend. We're just having a drink, whatever. And girl, we're, we're chatting and I find out that they grew up near where I grew up. Right. Tell me why me and one of these girlies made out with the same guy. Stop. Uh, he was a drug dealer. <gasps> no, no, he was a drug dealer. So he was hot. Like, I can't even lie to you. Like the man was hot. And, um, she told me that, um, so they made out in high school and she wrote about it in her diary and um, her mom read her diary, which, by the way, what an invasion of privacy. Like, mom, keep your mind your business. But her mom read the diary and she said, I'm really concerned <laughs> that you're making out with drug dealers in, the, in, in a car. And I'm like, girl, relatable. So I just love that. I just love that. One thing about me, if you live in the tri-state area, I've at least made out with your cousin or something. You know, we, we know the same people. I'm sorry. And, and that's the whole tri-state area. That's not just New York City. <laughs> but anywho, you guys, let's um, let's get to these emails. By the way, I got a bunch of emails and, I, and I'm looking through it right now. I got a bunch of emails of you guys saying that. <laughs> that I farted in the last episode. And I, and I would never do that. You guys know me well enough to know that I would never do that. Okay. And if I did, I would never post it. Trust me. Okay. If you're hearing something, you might be hearing my chair. Okay. That's my chair. I have like a little kind of like a squeaky chair if I move a certain way, or you're hearing me move my 64 ounce stainless steel water bottle. Okay. Trust me. I I'm not, I'm not tooting on air. You guys should know me better than that. I would I would never publish that. But anywho, let's get to these emails. Okay. This one says, nothing is more embarrassing than coming out of a depression fog and realize that you spiraled so bad that you wrote into a podcast. 
<laughs> to spill your guts a few times uh, for it to live there for all eternity. Good things. The girlies are great at keeping secrets. Love you so much. Thanks for getting me through it. Oh my God. That's so funny. I don't think that's embarrassing. I don't think that's embarrassing. Hey, it is what it is. Whatever, whatever helps you get through it is wonderful. This one says Instagram FYP. Hi, Carly and the short Kings. I was, I want to look at my husband's Instagram FYP. Help me. I know it's bad. I know I shouldn't. I know I'm going to hurt my own feelings. I want to look away. I need to know if he's looking at asses. I just need to know. I want him to at least own it and be honest with me about it. I'm mad at myself for caring. Why do I care? Should I ask? Would you ask? I love you. Thank you for being amazing. Perfect little angel. Um, Girl, why do you want to see that? I just kind of have this feeling of like, listen, I've been there before where I have like an insecurity about something and I like kind of like, I guess, project it onto the person that I'm with, but people need to have their own like private things. Like, of course it's, why would you want to know that? Like, I don't want to know anything. I literally don't want to know anything. I don't want to know if you're texting someone. I don't want to know what you're looking at. I don't know. I, I, I just have no interest in it whatsoever because I've been there before. I've made that mistake before. And it ends up becoming something that is so unnecessary to obsess over. Like he's with you. You guys are, you're married. You're married. Why, why would you want to start problems in your own marriage? Don't, don't do that to yourself. Girl, I've done it. And it's not fun and it's not cute. And just don't even do I to me, it's like whatever you do, whatever you think about, I don't want to know. I'm all set. You know, the 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 least I know about you, the less I know about you, the better. To be fair. I want to date someone that is completely foreign and we don't even speak the same language. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. So this one says, why is he got to be like that? Hi, Carly. You may remember me as the quote unquote fuck water, AKA tampon nightmare story girl from a few months ago. And I hope you and the cats are doing well since relationships are complicated. I have another less fun conversation that I'd love to get your take on for background. I'm still together with the guy from the first story and we're making moves really quickly moving towards our future. I plan to attend law school in the fall and we're buying a house together upstate, Ooh, buying a house upstate fun. Sounds like you you guys are getting some land up there. Love that. Oh, I want house upstate. I just want like flowers in a garden. But anyhow, in that regard, things are good. However, we recently had a bad situation that I would love your advice on. I'm a girly with many male friends, some straight and some not. But to me, it doesn't matter. I am not ongoing friends with any of my exes and neither is he. I've always been very open about my male friendships because I understand that it can threaten the male ego pretty severely. In the time that we've been together, my boyfriend has had questions, which I think are fair, about one of my guy besties who just moved back into the city. I tried to be as open and honest with him, even when the answer is uncomfortable, and have gone as far uh, as to say that I would choose my friend, who I've known platonically for 16 years, over a partner who is so insecure that he can't make sense of a mixed gender friendship. This wasn't targeted at him. Over time, it's become a general rule for me. Again, this friend is not an ex or a former partner. When my boyfriend and I first started dating, we both had seen, uh, we both had, I'm sorry, we both had been single for a little bit. So naturally we were both talking to other people. In my opinion, once you enter a monogamous, monogamous, not monogamous, 
not monogamous. Once you enter a monogamous relationship with somebody, it isn't respectful to keep texting with the people that you met on Tinder or Instagram, even if you're not hooking up in real life. There's this one girl who always kind of rubbed me the wrong way in this relationship. They met on Instagram about a month before we did in parentheses red flag. And they went on at least one date before she moved across the country for work. I know they met up at least once IRL from his acknowledgement. When I first brought this up, it was because they were texting all day, every day. And maybe I'm crazy, but it feels like a violation to me, especially since they met on Instagram and they really don't know each other. Yeah, girl, I agree. I should pause and say that since I can remember, I've had fairly even gender balance of friends. I do not want my partner to avoid engaging with women outside of our relationship. In fact, I think it would be positive for him to engage with more women as friends. This isn't, this isn't that. I recently found out that he had been bad, bad mouthing me to her and they're having long. So sorry, guys. And they're having long phone conversations together. It makes me feel super uncomfortable and at the same time feel bad for being controlling. I wouldn't want someone to quote unquote regulate my friendships with men in this way, but this is his only female friend that I have a lot of insecurity about the circumstances. And also why hasn't he met more women friends outside of this context? I'm also nothing like this woman. She is a social media quote unquote wellness influencer. And I'm an inbound law student who worked in unglamorous corporate roles for the last 10 years that don't pay much mind into social media following behind interacting with friends. I don't aspire to be like her. I'm concerned about a, the fact that he apparently finds that to be attractive and B the fact that he lied about their relationship for a year and C what will happen the next time he sees a cute stranger on the gram. He also insists that they should maintain contact since it's quote unquote above board. What the fuck does that mean? And faults me for having a hard time processing this. We talked about their friendship a year ago and he told me he would slow down or cut off contact, but he did not. I'm very torn between feeling like a controlling and overbearing school mom versus feeling like a partner whose emotions should be valued. I also can am acutely aware of being misogynistic, which I really don't want either. Girl, it's not misogynistic to, please. I think so far I've mostly been a pushover in our conversations about this, but I need help and a rational opinion on what to do. Okay. Girl, first of all, it's not misogynistic to not want your boyfriend to be talking shit about you to another woman that he doesn't really fucking know. Like, I think you're being a little too hard on yourself here. Misogynistic. He's not respecting you. Even take her out of the equation. This really has nothing to do with her. Like, it has to do with him. She's not the one that's in a relationship with you. Your boyfriend is disrespecting you right to your face. And he's lying to you right to your face. So, yeah. Don't worry about misogyny. First of all, I wouldn't worry about um, you being different from this girl. Like, I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to people that we think our partner might be attracted to or someone that they've previously dated, someone that they like were previously involved with in some way. And it's really not that. I think everyone's so different. And um, I don't think anyone, I personally don't, everyone I've ever dated, I feel 
is really different. Um, and I've never compared apples and oranges. It's, it's not that. It's just more about the connection that you have with someone. So I wouldn't worry about that at all. She sounds corny. I don't know. She just sounds corny. Like someone that honestly, I'm going to say something right now. If a man was coming to me, calling me on the phone all the time and talking shit about his girlfriend, I would be like, you're a loser. Like that's such loser. Talk to your girl. Why are you, first of all, why are you calling me? That's the thing. It's the, the relationship itself is inappropriate. They're not even close friends. I wouldn't be afraid to say something to him about it. I think you have every right to. And I think you're a thousand percent right. You've been nothing, but uh, I think you've spared him. Um, I would just say to him, this relationship bothers me. And if it really means that much to you, I think your decision in, in what to do about the friendship um, tells me a lot about what you think about me and where you where you see me in my life. But also, girl, now that I'm thinking about it, how did you know he was talking bad about you? Is that something you could bring up to him or is that something you found out when you were accidentally, maybe accidentally going through his phone or something? Because I would probably just, you know, depending on how you found that out, you got to maneuver it in a certain way. But I don't believe in... um keeping stuff like that to yourself. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Daily Harvest. My schedule is super hectic. It's hard for me to find time to cook at all, let alone make sure that it's something healthy. Daily Harvest has been a total game changer for me. They deliver amazing smoothies, flatbread, soups, and more, all from sustainably sourced fruits and vegetables right to my doorstep. You guys know I love anything that makes my life easier, especially in the summertime. Girl, I have better things to do. Okay, I have 15 boyfriends. I have hundreds of thousands of friends. I have so many plans. Like your girl is busy as hell. So to make sure that you are getting the best meals possible, Daily Harvest works directly with farmers and sources the best ingredients. They freeze everything at its peak ripeness to lock in the flavor and nutrients. No artificial ingredients or preservatives. Their latest drop is a collection of grains that's been helping me get dinner on the table in just minutes. Each grain is paired with a veggie or a legume. You already know about the legumes, girl, to make a delicious, healthy side dish for any meal. Eating delicious, nourishing, and easy-to-prep meals has never been easier thanks to Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash secretkeepers to get $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash secretkeepers for $65 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash secretkeepers. So this one says... I am gaslight proof. Hey there, Carly and the pretty kitty crew. I'm having a dilemma and I need the girl's advice. I have been in a very serious relationship with a man who seems like my actual soulmate for over three years now. I attached a picture for you at the bottom, but gee whiz, he is seriously the whole package. I'll be the judge of that. He's a blue collar, callous hand, whole freaking package. My family has fallen in love with him and he has earned himself an invite to almost every single family event or just any simple outing that we attend before him. I was in a very abusive relationship that left me diagnosed with PTSD. Oh, I'm so sorry. And generally very scarred. He taught me how to let my guard down and how I deserve to be treated. That is until recently. We've been doing long distance since the start of our relationship due to my job being in our hometown in New Mexico and his university being in the next state. 
He visits me when he can, but due to his schedule, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a frequent thing. At the start of 2023, I began noticing some very odd changes in his behavior. He started calling me less and was super irritable and stubborn in situations that used to not affect him like that. I feel like this created distance between us. So I would bring up small changes in his behavior because from my perspective, I was communicating how I felt instead of listening and trying to figure out why I was starting to feel this way. He would get incredibly defensive and try and gaslight me into thinking that I was making up problems to start arguments. Now, one thing about me is I am fully gaslight proof almost to a fault. Thanks for all the shit for brains men that I've dated in the past. I can sniff out this from a mile away and I can't stand it. He would be kind of manipulative almost every time I would bring up an issue I had with the way he was acting, but every single time he would apologize and admit what he did wrong. I can't even explain to you how many times I've had to tell this man that his apologies no longer carry any weight considering he keeps going back on his word, but every time he convinces me that this time is different. I know, I know, I know. I also see how silly it sounds for me to stay with this man, but he is seriously my best friend. We had been talking about getting engaged this year, and I really thought we were on the same page about working through and spending our lives together. So tell me why we got in this stupid ass argument last night in parentheses. I brought up that I sometimes feel like he's not on my team and he fully broke up with me. I'm so insanely shocked because he was truly the love of my life and perfect in every other way. Girl, I'll be the judge of that. I just can't believe that I was willing to stay and put up with all of his empty promises and angry outbursts, but he just jumped ship the second that we called out on how he was making me feel. I have a very strong feeling that in a few days he'll come back and apologize and ask for me back. I just don't think I could put myself in the position to be with somebody who isn't 100% in there for me. I would seriously have never ended things with him because I wanted this so bad. So the fact that he was fully okay with making the decision to leave me makes me feel like he just wanted the option of having me away. I don't know what to do. I know that leaving it in the past and staying broken up with is the easy answer, but I seriously cannot fathom not ending up with him. Do you think that I would be disrespecting my worth if I allow him to come back to me? He still hasn't reached out and he honestly might not. I'm just so in denial that this is really it for us. Help a girly out girl, first of all, he's going to reach out to you. Let's be a thousand percent. I've nobody's ever not reached back out to me. They always, they always will. What you do is the thing. Now let me see this picture. Okay. Since we're talking about, he's the man of your dreams. Okay. And I, and, and something that's consistent on this podcast is when you guys send me pictures of these guys, right? These guys that are just fucking clowning on you. They're never There's never been a picture where you're not worlds more attractive than them. This girl is uh, stop. I'm going to I'm going to no, because I can't do I I have to be a little bit nicer. He's not ugly, but it's like, girl, you're kidding. And I see his toes in this picture. Please. Why is he wearing sandals like that? Get this fucking picture out of my face. I can't even look at that guy, but you look gorgeous. Anywho. He's oh, he's going to come back, but I personally, for me, I would, if, if you don't have open and, and good communication with the person that you're with, the relationship is not going to go anywhere. It's not going to, it's not going to go anywhere. Good. Okay. So why would you want to subject yourself to being with somebody that you feel like you can't express your emotions to, and you feel like you can't have a, a normal, honest adult conversation with, it doesn't make any sense. 
So will he come back? Yes. What are you going to do about it? Personally, for me, if you really feel like you want to give it a shot and you want to be with him, you need to have a little bit more of like just a little bit more confidence in yourself and what you bring to the fucking table because you're he's not the prize in this situation. When we love someone, we always automatically think that they're the prize and that we're so blessed and lucky to be with them. Please, girl. Okay, we're not doing that. So you need to kind of like do some and listen, I'm not like psychoanalyzing you. I'm not trying to do that. But if it were me, I would feel like this person has way too much control over the way I view myself and the way that I feel. And I need to boost up my confidence in whatever way that I'm going to do that. Focus on yourself, do things that make you happy, live a healthy lifestyle, go out with your friends, treat yourself to something like there's so many different things that'll just like lift your vibes. And then you decide, is this a person that I want to be with? And a lot of times your answer is going to be different because we depend on these people when we're like desperate for, for somebody, we completely lose ourselves. And then we go like when we move on from them, cause th- things like this, you know, when we move on and we break up and like time goes by and you heal, you go, Oh my God, I can't believe I was crying over this guy. Like I'm so much better off now. Like you need to be with somebody that makes you feel like the best version of yourself. And I don't know you personally, but it feels like you're not the best version of yourself right now. So if he comes back, I would go, let me think about it. Let me think about it and really think about it and focus on yourself. Because right now he feels like he has you wrapped around his finger and he kind of does because you're you just said. It's always a red flag when somebody's like, I don't care what this person does. I just want to be with them so bad that I would put up with the bullshit for the rest of my life. No, no, I can't think of a worse way to feel. Like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Girly pop, it's not happening. We also need to stop romanticizing the way somebody was in the beginning. You know? Because the beginning, everyone's on their best behavior and and they're, you know, the longer you're with someone, you kind of get to see their true colors. The longer you know someone, you kind of get to see their true colors. And, and sometimes it's not who you thought they were. And that's fine. But it's like, do you love this person or do you love the person that you first met that was on his best behavior? You know, I feel like uh, I'm there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but I know when to call it quits. You know, even if it sucks, even if it hurts, you got to know when to, you got to know when to tap out for you. Cause you need to respect yourself more than that. And we also, because we're on a health kick, we're on a health kick. Us girls are healthy. Okay. We have athletic greens. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to keep my energy up and wanted a supplement that actually tastes awesome. I take AG1 in the morning before getting my day started and it makes me feel like I'm actually ready to tackle my to-do list. You do one scoop of powder with water once a day. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. 
I absolutely love this. It's a total no-brainer. Lots of vitamins. It tastes good. It's super easy, and you just don't even have to think about it. Instead of having to take a million different vitamins, like let's just let's just do the AG1. So each scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that boost energy, support your gut and mood, and give you healthier skin, hair, and nails. We can't complain about that. Taking care of my body is easy with AG1. I even get it delivered every month, so it's really easy to make it a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash secretkeepers. That's athleticgreens.com slash secretkeepers. Okay. Um, this next one says, help, I hate my boyfriend's music. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Of course, got to say how much I love you in the pod. Oh, thank you so much. It makes cleaning way more bearable. So my boyfriend and I have been together for two years and I love him so much. He's the best. He's a rapper and he's really passionate about it. <laughs> Hold on. I got to um, drink my water. Jesus Christ. I just, I don't know. What, what did a fly just fly in there? Jesus Christ almighty. <clears throat> okay. Um, he's a rapper and he's really passionate about it. His music isn't bad per se, but it's really not my vibe. So I don't really listen to it unless he's around. He's done some shows and has some local attention, but he's definitely a very small artist. I feel like that sounded so bitchy, but I'm just trying to give some context. I swear, LOL. But anyway, he brought up recently and basically was like, how can I feel like a success in music when my own girlfriend is only a fan out of obligation and prefers other artists over me? Oh, God. And I had no idea what to say because it sounds so harsh, but it is kind of true. Anyway, my question is, have you ever dated someone where you didn't like their art or passion? I feel terrible because that's got to be really shitty feeling for him. I try to always be supportive when I'm around and he's making music. I ask to listen to it and I try to go to his shows if I can get off work, but that's not enough. I feel like he wants a real ride or die, knows every lyric, front row, every show kind of girlfriend, and that's just not me. I don't know how to make him feel supported in his music while not forcing myself to listen to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Can you help a girl out, please? I don't know what to do. Kiss you right on the lips. Okay. First of all, it's weird that he said like, how how can I take myself seriously if my girl likes other artists more than me? Like, please, I, it's a little dramatic. It's a little dramatic. Of course, you always want to feel supported in your art, in your passion, especially if you're a performer. I get it. But, um, you know, like it seems like you're doing the best that you can. You're asking to listen to his music. You're listening to it when he's around. You're going to his shows like, girl, I think you're doing enough. It, it seems like a him problem. It seems like an insecurity on his part um, that he's making this like a thing and, and making you paranoid about this. So that's, it's a little silly. You're, you're being supportive. I think it's important that you're being supportive and that's great, you know, but you don't have to, you know, get the lyrics tattooed on your asshole. I, I think you're done. I think you're doing enough. I'm trying to think if I have, I've definitely dated people that, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm different though. I don't want someone like to be coming out to every, everything that I do and stuff like that, because it's just like, it's one thing that I have to worry about and I don't want to worry about it. But, um, I've dated people that weren't supportive at all in, in my career. 
And um, that would never work. You know, I I was with someone years ago um, that was like, he was like, it bothered him that I did stand up. And this isn't the only guy I've ever been with like this, but this is just one scenario. Like sometimes it just bothers men that, that I'm a comedian, first of all, that you're always, it's like, if they're really, they get weird. They just get fucking weird. Cause they really think that like, I'll, I'll be hooking up with like a fucking comedian at a comedy club. You know what I'm saying? They just get so insecure. It's like, oh, you're around funny guys and you, you're you out late at night and you're all drinking. It's like, yeah, I'm not partying. Like I'm trying to, I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? But something like that, someone that's really unsupportive and he would even make comments like uh, about, he was just so fucking insecure. Um, he would make comments about like, yeah, I, I don't know how I, how I'm going to tell my mom what you do. What? What? Why would your mom care? (laughs) Your mom would judge me because I'm a comedian. Like he sucked. This guy sucked. But yeah, I can't, I could personally never be with someone that's not supportive of what I do, but I don't need you to be like my number one fucking fan. I'm all set. And I think it's a little, a bit of an insecurity if somebody needs that from you. So I, I think you're doing enough. Don't worry about it. That's, that's my quick advice. Um, hold on. Let me see this next one. This one says, should I stay or should I go? Hi, Carly. I'm a new listener and absolutely love your podcast. I've been a fan since Girl Code. Oh, thank you so much. And I think you're so hilarious. Oh, thank you. So I just need a little bit of advice. I'm in a relationship, one that I can honestly say that I rushed into. Long story short, I moved from Florida back to PA to be with him. And I found out I was pregnant shortly after. Okay. We just had our daughter in April. Things were rocky before I had my daughter, mainly the constant arguing about his insecurities. I know that's right. This made me realize how much I don't want to be a step parent and just how much I miss my family in Florida. He has two kids from a previous marriage and it's been somewhat difficult to connect with them. I have had a child from a previous marriage as well, but he and my daughter get along very well. I contemplate moving back to Florida almost every day because this relationship just isn't what I thought it would be. We've mentioned couples therapy, but we've yet to, but that's yet to happen. And I'm not sure if it would even help at this point. I go back and forth about moving, but I feel guilty moving away with our newborn baby. What would you do in this situation? Sorry, this is kind of long. Hopefully you read it on the potty. Thanks for making me laugh. Kiss you right on the lips, girl. Um, I'm going to tell you something. If it were me, I would move back with my family and have that support system because I think, uh, you know, that would be my number one concern. And the, the thing that would be most important to me is being around my family where I'm from. And if he wants to move near there, that's fine. But like, girl, you have to follow your heart. You have to follow your gut on this. You're unhappy. Like you have to do what you need to do. And I understand, but maybe you could talk to him about them moving. Like you guys, if you split up them moving nearby and you know, the sacrifices that you make. 
it's like, if he's not going to sacrifice that, you're going to have to sacrifice that. And that's not really, that's not fun. But if it were me, I would need to be near my, you know, my parents, my siblings, whatever. Keep us posted on that, by the way. So this one says, I should have just quit. Hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. I'm a new listener um, to the pod, and my friend introduced me. Hi, Natalie. Oh, hi, Natalie. And now I'm obsessed. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, Natalie. One funny thing, just to make you laugh, because I don't have Instagram or TikTok, I had to find pictures of you and the cats by just Googling Carly's cats, which made me feel like a real creep. Girl, get if you don't get a damn Instagram or get Natalie to send you pictures of my damn cats. <laughs> The real purpose of me emailing you is to tell you something so embarrassing. I teach workout classes and at my gym, we use this little Bluetooth adapter for music. No, this could go so many different ways. And I, and I sweating thinking about it one day before class, my manager happened to be in the room while I was having trouble connecting to the Bluetooth. I was getting so frustrated. I just handed over my phone and asked if he could show me how to fix it as I'm watching him connect to the Bluetooth on the list of devices. I see my little Bluetooth enabled vibrator. No, this is what I thought it was. Girl, you're wait a minute. You have a Bluetooth vibrator girl. I didn't even know that was a thing. It says SF dual pleasure right under the name on the gym speaker. Stop. I'm crying. I'll never know if he clocked it or wondered what it was, but he, complete uh, or if he completely didn't notice it because he's a man and he probably doesn't notice things either way I just felt so embarrassed about him imagining me with my little vibrator that I can control with my phone oh it's that one oh I've seen I've seen stuff about that you control it on your it's like an app right geez louise that is so funny I don't think he noticed I don't think he noticed sometimes we just have to tell ourselves you know that that people don't notice things because it's the it's we just got to keep on trucking, you know? Um, let's see. This one says, what the fuck do I do, Carly? I didn't think I'd be writing in about man problems, but here we are. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It says, hi, Carly and the Royal Gents. Ooh, longtime listener and Girl Code fan. Congrats on Bupkiss. I loved it. Oh, thank you so much. I don't, I didn't think I would be writing in about man problems, but here we are. My boyfriend of over a year and a half who I fully thought I would marry is acting out. There are two main things that are making me question him and also broke my trust. I've been a mess these past few days. Oh, I'm sorry. Thing one, his relationship with beer and weed in parentheses, weed pen. I'm realizing more and more that he's dependent on both of these things and it has caused boundary issues and arguments in our relationship. How much is too much? Where's the line drawn with self-medicating? I've dated addicts before and he's not that, but it's just enough to make you tick. And recently he started hiding his pen from me. He's really bad at it. The other day he came out of the bathroom and I saw him hide it in his hand and flick it under the bed. I never even asked him to stop using it. I was more concerned about the beer. So this confused me. He's acting like a 14 year old and that I'm his controlling mother. Ugh, I hate that feeling. That is the worst way to feel. To feel like you're, you're like a mom in a relationship nightmare. We've had countless conversations about this and how it makes me feel, especially when you start hiding things. Everything just goes to shit from there. 
thing too, that's far more cringe. I did something I've never done before and looked through his phone. My gut was telling me something was off after he hid his pen from me. Sure as shit. Oh no. Girl, I need to hit my freaking vape. Hold on. Elf bar. Jesus Christ. You guys are giving me freaking anxiety. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a lot easier to be single. I don't envy people in relationships. I just don't envy you. Because it couldn't fucking be me doing this bullshit. Putting up with this. There was a muted conversation from his ex from a few weeks ago. He didn't cheat on me. She texted him first in parentheses. She sucks. But what hurts is that he fully fed into it and even told her that he's been dreaming about her and was considering now and was considering calling her to see how she's been doing. Not him being a douche that said he's dreaming about you. She ate it up and said that sounds fateful. Um, And you can tell it made him cringe and he backed off slightly in the rest of the convo. He has never hidden something like this from me before. He's always told me if someone reaches out, he's never been careless or secretive. He pulled the classic, you went through my phone and gaslit the shit out of me. He did apologize, uh, but I'm not getting the kind of emotion that I've been needing from him. It doesn't feel like he cares. He texted her in front of me to correct himself and say that them speaking is inappropriate and it can't happen. But let's be honest, he did that because he got caught. Of course he did, girl. They had a dog together, and that's mostly what the whole combo was about, him missing the dog. And she threw in some major thirsty comments in there um, to vibe out if he was still interested. She sent pictures of the dogs and that she was conveniently also in. He didn't say anything um, so out of line to make her think that he's interested, but you could tell he was eating it up and I'm sure she was too. He admitted that. And at the very end of the convo, he said, I have a girlfriend now, LOL cute. We live together, but I, okay, I guess he didn't call her or see her. I have no idea what to do or think recently. I have been having some mental health issues and severe anxiety and depression. I've been working extremely hard and been very open with him about how I feel. And I feel like he gave up on me the second I started having a hard time. Keep in mind that he has mental health problems too. And he just went through a four month crisis over a job change. And while it was hard, I wasn't perfect, but I was there for him. Um, It feels like a double standard. We're both almost uh, 30 and feeling this type of pressure of adulting, but I can't help but question everything now. He was extremely loving, loyal, and understanding before. We now have to renew our lease in five days and I'm at a loss. He's agreed to go to therapy with me, but I can't tell if I'm being an idiot just staying with him. Would you stay with somebody who has a vice that makes you uncomfortable? I feel like he will grow out of it, but it makes me nervous. Um. Would you actually stay with somebody who muted a combo from his ex and hit it, even though he didn't actually do anything? Okay, so I'll answer the first question first, which is, would you stay with someone that has a vice that makes you feel uncomfortable? I would, I have been in that situation before where I've been with somebody that's either, you know, an alcoholic or addicted to drugs or pills or smokes too much or whatever. And, um, have expressed the way that I've always dealt with it is like, I express how it makes me feel because of the way that it affects them, you know, because that's really the thing you don't want somebody, this is all like, uh, addiction is a, is an illness, alcoholics, drug addicts, like they're sick, you know? So it's like, that's why it hurts you because the person that you're with is sick and they're, and they're killing themselves really right in front of your eyes. So 
I've expressed it in that way. And I, and I have, you know, been with people that have gotten help because I'm just like, you gotta, you gotta do what's best for you. And, and you're not the best version of yourself right now. So that's what I've done in the past when I've been in similar situations, but it's also not, you know, I've also been in, in things with people where like, there's nothing you could do or say to help them because they're at just such a low point and they don't want to be helped. So that's also not your responsibility if, if he's not going to get help. But the weird thing is you didn't even tell him to stop smoking his weed pen and he's like throwing it under the bed. Like, please, I, 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 I would lose attraction to him because that's that's OK, baby girl. Like, that's honestly how I feel about that. Are you a grown man? Why are you throwing your fucking weed pen under the bed? <laughs> girl, I would get the ick. I'm so sorry. And I'm not laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you. I know you love him. That's number one. The second question, would you stay with somebody who muted a combo from his ex and hit it? I don't think that would be ter- like uh, grounds for me to break up with somebody, but I definitely um, wouldn't be crazy about it. You know, I would just let him know how that made me feel never happen again and so on and so forth. And I would be like, this shit is not going to fly. But eh, sometimes we do things. I mean, him saying he was dreaming about her by I'm going to throw up. But at the same time, sometimes we do things just for attention from somebody else. I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain it. I would probably tell him if this ever happens again, I'll literally, I'm literally going to stab you, you know, and that is a threat. But other than that, what can you do? You know, it depends. But again, girls, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut. Anywho, I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. This was a great episode. Um, You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and I'll see you next week. Bye.